of my career aspirations was I want to make, you know, some decently good money to be able to have a, a house for in a backyard for my kids. I wanted a cool office and I wanted some cool artists working in that office. Have a cool marketing agency. At year three, I did not have that. At year three, the business was going down. I traveled in Asheville and I kid you not, there is $150 in our business bank account at this point. We have shipped the farm on, on this certification. Hunter Davis is my guest on today's podcast. He is a husband, father, entrepreneur, and marketing expert. He started his own marketing agency, became a story brand certified guide and copywriter, and is passionate about helping others know and change their stories, particularly dads with his new initiative that he shares a little bit. And I could talk with Hunter for a long time about entrepreneurship, clarifying your message, and just getting to know his story makes me appreciate not only his professional skills, but his personal heart for dads and becoming the best dad he possibly can as well. He'll encourage everyone, dad or not, this is a great conversation. So enjoy this wide-ranging chat with my friend, Hunter. And before we get into today's show, here's the review of the week. From Apple Podcasts, this one reads, Amazing Stories That Inspire, from Jessica. I'm enjoying this podcast and consistently have small, manageable takeaways that help me in my everyday life. You will be refreshed and inspired, but not burdened. Justin and his guests are regular people just being faithful and seeing results. You will too. Thank you so much for that review. And if you haven't heard yet, go ahead and leave us a review. It really helps to help spread our message and encourage others to check it out. We pick one review a week. We'll read it before the show. And you too could win a CL Thomas Fellowship t-shirt and become a provider book. So thank you for that review, Jessica. And for all of you, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Become a Provider podcast. If you're looking to live a more intentional lifestyle and overcome passive living, then you're listening to the right show. I interview entrepreneurs, athletes, community leaders, and personal mentors of mine who inspire me to provide in new and creative ways. I'm your host, Justin Thomas, co-founder of the CL Thomas Fellowship nonprofit, entrepreneur, and coach. Most importantly, I'm trying to provide more like Jesus and live an exciting life, so let's begin. Cheers, Hunter. Thanks for coming. Yes, absolutely. Can we actually cheers yeah, even though no one can see? We're doing this in person, which is a treat, <laughs> both here in Hillsborough, North Carolina, which is a mini miracle in itself. You're, you moved from California here. I did. My mom's from California, so it's a mini miracle that I grew up in Virginia that she came over here. And I like to start these conversations with how the guest has provided for me. So let me use that as an icebreaker. Okay. I love the fact, and part of your story that I'm interested in, is that you were one of the early certified story brand marketing consultants. Yes, that's true. And so I geek out on this a little bit, just as a side hobby, in addition to some of this, the work that I enjoy doing, where my mom actually gave me the book, Story Brand. I think she had listened to a podcast with Donald Miller, was familiar with him as an author. And at the time that she gifted me that book, I was in sales and was CEO of that small tech company. And she probably figured Justin doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> he might need a business book. Yeah, he might need a business book. And so I appreciate the fact of your journey in that space. And I've tried to just listen to your story and have an appreciation for the expertise that you have in that as you've mm -hmm. developed in your career. And also we've had a chance to get to know each other going to the same church here in Hillsboro and how you're going to be utilizing some of your professional skills to help with the 
church messaging. So in a way, I guess the summary is, thank you for helping me to clarify my message, which mm-hmm. is an ongoing labor of love. Yes. And you even asked, who listens to this podcast? And I said, well, I haven't done a good job of really <laughs> identifying who listens to it, but it's people who want to, who are providing for themselves and want to serve others in fun ways and do that with a faith-based Christian perspective. And admittedly, you know, this is a, a newer version of the podcast and clarifying mm-hmm. my message. So anyway, thanks for joining me and I'm excited to learn from you here. I think as you talk about, yeah, that being a piece of the story that we early connected on because I also am an entrepreneur and own my own business. It was fun to connect with you on that whole story brand thing. Funny enough, my grandma is the one who gifted me that book and introduced me to the world. So for listeners that don't know what StoryBrand is, yeah, tell us. StoryBrand is kind of a marketing messaging framework. So it's kind of like if you're going to market a business or a podcast like this, it's like, what do, what do you say about it? What are the words you actually use? And so I know that one of the questions you mentioned for this interview was kind of like, how did I get into that? Yeah. But basically it was something I was already doing, kind of helping my church and working with a couple local businesses as a high schooler and college kid. And what I found was, while the video I would make for them, make a little promo video, it it was okay. But the client always was very interested in the script that I wrote. And they always, they would ask, can we put this on our website or something like that? And so I just realized kind of early on that my kind of gift was to take maybe confusing messages or confusion that people had about a business or their life or something that they were doing and helping them get to clarity on it. And so that was how I got introduced to StoryBrand, which just kind of formalized what I was doing with people and has been a really helpful tool for me, both in my professional life, but also in my personal life. I'm curious, how do you do it in your personal life? Because professionally, it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, I mean, businesses, whether you're a startup or an existing company, man, marketing and communication, if you get that right, obviously that drives sales and leads. And so that makes a lot of sense. But how are you able to utilize the story brand framework and your own consulting work that you've done in your own personal life? Story brand is basically the way that it helps people clarify, you know, marketing messaging is by looking at the ingredients of a good story. So it's really helpful to think about like the ingredients of a good movie. Okay. So it's a kind of a a hard concept for people to grasp early on, but it's basically the idea that the same ingredients that make a good story or a great movie are the same ingredients you want to use to market your company, right? It's exciting. It's interesting. Now, when it comes to the personal life, there's the same thing is true. It's almost like the same ingredients that make a good movie actually make a good life as well. So the first piece of a story or when you watch a movie is the first ingredient that you're going to get, like the the screen's going to turn on, right? And the movie's going to start. And usually within five to 10 minutes of the movie beginning, the first thing that they're going to deposit is what the character wants. Hmm. So what does this character want? So does this character want to lose a hundred pounds? And that's what the movie's about. Do they want to find their long lost dad they've never met? And that's what the movie's about. If we don't know what the character wants in the movie, it ends up being kind of a a confusing, boring movie. And in the same way in my personal life and in other people's lives, I've found if we don't know what we want, if we don't know how we want to impact other people, perhaps provide for other people, if we're not clear on that, the same way that you end up with a confusing and boring movie, we can kind of end up with a confusing and boring life. (laughs) If we don't know what we want, if we haven't kind of 
really gotten clear on that. So that's just one way that, you know, kind of the story brand framework, mm -hmm. as well as I was a film major in college, kind of impacted things. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I can't <laughs> help but take your personal story and think, yeah, I see that over and over again in business. And we were just chatting how there's two general strategies to do things. Like one is a thoughtful strategy as you just articulated. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me look at the problem I'm trying to solve or goal that I have, right? Mm -hmm. That first five to 10 minutes of it. And then really think through. And then sometimes I do that. And then other times, to be honest, I just jump in. I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. it's a pandemic. Let me start a podcast. I've yeah. got a microphone. Let's just start this and I'll start interviewing people. And in a way, sometimes that helps me to discover my story. Mm -hmm. Am I doing it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. What's really beautiful about it is, and I, I think that it's helpful for people to understand this, is what you want, there's not actually a lot of rules around it. I feel like very often the mistake that people make is when we come to defining a want, something that we want in our lives, especially if you've grown up with maybe a Christian upbringing, sometimes you can feel kind of boxed in, like you need to have these really holy wants. Mm -hmm. But you started this podcast because you were really clear on the want, which was, I want to know what it's like to just start a podcast and have conversations. And I'm curious if anyone would listen. You didn't want, hey, I want to make a million dollars being a podcast expert, right? Those two different wants would have very different journeys and processes. So no, you're not doing it wrong. You, you've gotten exactly, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you've gotten what you wanted out of this which was the experience of becoming somebody who runs a podcast. Well, thanks for putting that, that, that perspective. And an unexpected benefit has been having formalized conversations like this, where mm -hmm. I respect you tremendously, but we tend not to spend a lot of time together. And mm -hmm. having the podcast helps to make it more of a appointment and a thing, right? And, yeah. and I've seen that, and just like we're having this chat now, and also with my mom. Uh, you know, I was able to interview her hmm. and that was very special for me that sometimes we discount the stories that our own families have. And just by having this podcast has given me an excuse to mm -hmm. reach out and to do it. So, so you're right. It's been a, because the goal was to experience what it's like to have a podcast and to interview inter interesting people. It's been fun to achieve that and to see where it goes. So but back to you. So you do this certification and then what do you do with it? So you get trained and yeah. you've already been a successful marketing guy, filmmaker guy. What did you do after that? Because I'm always kind of curious, like you get this great certification or training yeah. and then you might realize like, well, no one else really cares about this but me. And like, how do, how do you make a living from it? So what was the journey after that? Yeah. And I share maybe this part of the story because I think I know that some of the the ideology here is kind of like, how have you been provided for over Absolutely. time and how have you provided for others? I think what's a fun piece of the story is when I, you know, I actually traveled to Nashville and did a, you know, multi-day, pretty expensive. It was a $10,000 training, you know, it was a big deal for me to make that shift, but I was about three years into business. So if you've never started a business before, there's kind of a, a predictable pattern in the first three <laughs> years of starting a business which is basically this idea that when you start a business, you kind of access your personal network as you start things, right? And Been in your first that. year, right? <laughs> and then in your second year, you have your first kind of customers and maybe you get friends of friends, right? Become your customers and it kind of expands from there. But if you haven't done a, let's call it good enough job, if you haven't been strategic enough, at year three, if the friends of friends have not referred to their friends, right? 
your business starts to crash is basically what happens. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I see you nodding your head, which yeah. is, is it, so that. <laughs> that is the very moment in which I traveled to Nashville to become story brand certified and do this oh, marketing okay. cool. training because at the time I was maybe 25 years old. So I had started a business. I was really young. I didn't know what I was doing in those first three years. My business absolutely was crashing. So my career aspirations was I want to make, you know, some decently good money to be able to have a, a house for in a backyard for my kids. I wanted a cool office and I wanted some cool artists working in that office. That okay. was the goal. Like, yeah. let's have a cool marketing agency. At year three, I did not have that. At year three, I had very, you know, the, the business was going down. I traveled in Nashville and I kid you not, there is $150 in our business bank account at this point. We have shipped the farm on, on this certification. What a bold move. Bold is one way to put it, maybe what, but yes, it was very clear that this is, you know, kind of what I wanted to do as the way forward. And it was helpful that, you know, they would give me a little badge and maybe this 25 year old, someone would listen to what he was saying. Yes, I am. Una yeah, I I'm there in Nashville. I'm barely able to afford the, the hostel that I'm staying in. I can't afford to stay in the hotel in the city. So I get that. And only because we don't have hours to talk about it. I get that certification, which in your question was, was how did that impact and influence things? And the two ways that that did is one, I walked away from that experience with the idea that I had a responsibility in my work to guide others well. That was my job. So before that, I probably thought my job with clients is to make sure that they're happy, just mm. to kind of appease them. And I walked away from that experience and that training, knowing that my responsibility was to be the guide and to truly lead people, provide for them, give them direction that would ultimately help them be successful and not just make them happy. Um, yeah. Because that's kind of a, a piece. And, you know, within 12 months of that experience, we were able to turn our business around and literally make hundreds of thousands of dollars in the next few years by doing large marketing projects that were based on the story brand framework. And it was very helpful to help our customers achieve more success. Wow. I resonate with that with, it sounds good to want to make your clients happy, mm -hmm. right? But ultimately, if you're not guiding them through that journey, then you're not going to be a sustainable business because you're just trying to get a pat on the back versus, or the back versus being excellent at your craft. Mm -hmm. And it almost sounds like that was a huge breakthrough moment for you and you became, was it, do you think you were trained? Was there anything kind of emotional, mental that shifted during that as well? Confidence or yeah. Like what, what else led to that growth? I mean, you knew the framework, but you're already like doing marketing. You're already, you know, mm -hmm. smart guy. Was there anything from the emotional side or confidence side that gave you a boost after that? I'm trying to think. I definitely think, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, there was a bit of the owner of StoryBrand. His name is Donald Miller. He yeah. was a Christian author before, and he then moved into business consulting. Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit of being in the room with him and to do some, you know, whiteboarding and, you know, provide, you know, like raise my hand and give, give an answer to a question he asked and mm -hmm. write it on a whiteboard. There honestly, like, was a little bit of that bestowed authority. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. There was some level some stamp of approval of okay you've got what it takes yeah here. you know you know what you're doing uh here's these things you can do this and so that was i think big for me i think i was 
up to that point, maybe a little more unsure of my footing. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is helpful to anyone listening, but it was an appreciated part or another big aha that I walked away from that experience was Donald Miller was up on the stage and said, hey, all right, everyone, we are going to go out to the sidewalk. Everyone stand up. Let's go out to the sidewalk. I'll meet you out there. And he walks off the stage and he walks out to the sidewalk. So then about 40 of us stand up and we walk out to the sidewalk. And everyone circles around and we're standing on the sidewalk of Nashville, Tennessee, and people are walking by and, you know, we all standing out there and he goes, so what I want you all to know is people will go where you tell them to go. (laughs) What a great lesson. All right, everyone go back inside and sit down. And that was a really helpful thing for me. Again, kind of back to both business, but also maybe as a dad, you know, in, in parenting my children Um, Mm. I think it really helped me understand that my role, if I was going to be a good leader, a good provider, both in my family and in my friendships and all of that, there was a little bit of, again, if I'm going to help people actually serve them well, if I'm going to actually, you know, provide for them, sometimes that requires not making them happy, you know, not just making my kids happy, but Mm -hmm. instead saying, Hey guys, we need to go here. Let's go. And so in the same way. So it impacted a lot of pieces there. So. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that story. It's super practical. And I think it's a great segue into when you were talking about that moment of Donald Miller bestowing upon you the kind of almost like rights privileges, you know, hereafter about the framework and the ability to guide people. Tell us how you want to do that with dads. It sounds like a perfect segue into that, where it's like you want to do that with dads to encourage them to take the next step with that. So tell us about that aspect of your next steps and like how you envision that going. Are you open to sharing about that? Yeah, definitely. So when it comes to dads, I've, I've kind of told Justin this over, you know, the past couple of years, I have this internal organic passion for serving dads. And really where I think that this comes from is Early on in my fatherhood journey, I had kids at a younger age, my early 20s. And what I found and felt through that first kind of five years was it was really hard and I felt kind of lonely in it. And as I looked for places that I could go to for help or camaraderie or all of that, I really couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. And so now I've got about a decade of fatherhood under my belt. And I'm really finding this desire that I'm like, I don't believe that any dad should have to figure out all this fatherhood stuff alone. Hmm. So as a result of that, I've started something called Dad Field Guide, where I work with dads and I help them unlock the potential in their marriage. I help them unlock the potential in their kids and unlock the potential in their own life. Hmm. So those are kind of the three buckets that I work with dads on. And really, there is kind of this internal drive for me where I want to provide for them to be able to help them kind of get more clarity about what they want out of life. Mm. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but as I've met dads, being a dad is kind of hard. Um, <laughs> is there, would you agree with me on that statement that, you know, any way that you slice this, being a dad's going to require hard work? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Have you experienced it's a, that? It's a, it's an endurance challenge, I think yeah. is a good way of putting it. Yeah. And, and maybe there's somebody listening, you know, out there who feels like being a dad's super easy, but I would maybe say that we, 
don't well, have the yeah, total. And and I would say too, it can be enjoyable, but it's weighty. I think that's that's a word that comes to my mind too. Yeah. It's like a it's a weighty responsibility when you think about it. Yeah. When you really consider it. And there's moments of this is so easy. And even when mm-hmm. I feel like this is going so well, I mean, honestly, like our girls right now, yeah, 10 and seven are just at a wonderful age, yes. super cute, working extremely well together, gaining autonomy, and I'm able to do projects like this, right? Like to yes. actually have a life and have friendships and to be healthy. A lot of it is because the girls are doing so well. And at the same time, mm-hmm. I recognize I'm their father. I'm teaching them. I'm providing for them in so many different ways. And, and am I doing it the right way? Am I investing the right amount of time with them? And so I just share that to say, like, even without a quote unquote, like problem childs or children or significant events that are like weighing on me, just the responsibility itself sometimes weighs on me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think what I've realized over overall for me was, you know, as I was walking, especially through those early years, because you got a seven and 10 year old now, it changes the game a little bit. And there's yeah, many yeah, seasons yeah. of fatherhood, but sure. waking up at 2 a.m. is pretty difficult for most people when you've got that, that toddler, or, you know, that sort of thing. And what I realized was the only difference between a journey, say you were you were out for a hike and there was snow pelting you and it was freezing cold, right? Difficult circumstances and challenges. The only difference between that feeling like torture and that feeling exhilarating is whether you have a destination. So if you're hiking Mount Everest, suddenly all of those conditions, all of those challenges are transformed into something that's an adventure and really meaningful versus you're just out in the road out you know in the road being hit by hail Mm -hmm. but in the same way for dads i've realized that you know there's going to be challenges and there's going to be you know hail hitting your face sometimes but you can transform it if you know why it is you you're doing what you're doing when you're clear on your story as a man and when you're clear on the story that your family is living so That's why I am now helping dads actually create life plans and I'm helping families create their mission statement. When families are clear on the story that they're living, everything about the journey becomes better. And it's fun how you can parlay professional skills into personal adventures. I really love that. There's a, there's a book called how you measure your life by Mm -hmm. uh, Clayton Christensen. And I really enjoy that because what he, he, he was a Harvard business school professor and he was taking business frameworks and using them for professional growth opportunities for his classmates. I thought that was really interesting, you know, like taking these strategies that tend to be used by larger corporations to determine what to do next Mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, what if we take those same frameworks and think about it in the lens of our personal lives as well. And so I love similar to what you're doing is your background in marketing and clarifying messages for businesses and corporations and products and services can then be, so well used for dads leading their families. Yeah, definitely. And I think a fun piece for this and the way that I see things, you know, is back to that kind of movie analogy. A lot of us or many people that I've met sometimes feel a little stuck in life or perhaps if we were being honest, you know, feel a little bit bored with our current story or the way that our family is operating. But what I really love, Justin, is if you take a step back you can actually almost look at your life like a movie, right? Or like a movie script, like picture. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen like storyboard cards, little yellow post-it notes on a whiteboard, right? Like that's how 
That's how, you know, somebody who's writing a movie, that's how they'll plan it. And so I really like this thing where it's, if you don't like the, what the story is right now, you can edit it. You can yeah. actually go up and start moving the pieces around. And I find that a really powerful idea. For me right now, one of the things that feels a little funny or something that I don't love maybe when it comes to my professional career is I don't really love doing sales calls right mm -hmm. now. So I'm actually in the process of editing the story where I'm like, okay, great. If I don't <laughs> like that part of the story, what can I do about it? Can yeah. I create a, a sales video that just that's what we send to people and they can buy it or not? Is there someone I can put into that position and do that? But we can edit those pieces of our stories or one of the things I'm like, man, I really hate doing dishes every night and, you know, making a meal every night and this and all the, and instead I just took a step back and I said, okay, what if I could edit this story? And so me and my wife kind of circled up and we haven't fully implemented this yet, yet, but yeah. it's once again, just looking at the story and saying, how can we edit the story? Can we just be the family that actually cooks on Monday and Tuesday night? And then we just eat leftovers the rest of the week and we mm. just cook double, you know, on those two nights. And we did that last night. We just ate leftovers as a family. And then we were able to watch Thursday night football together. We all sat on the couch and did that instead. We changed the story. And so Thursday night wasn't cooking a big dinner. It was mm -hmm. actually spending time together watching football, which is the story, more of the story that I wanted the week to look like. Well, that's a beautiful way of providing for yourself. And that's one of the questions I like to ask all my guests because I have people on that have provided for me and they're living a lifestyle of serving others. And sometimes the risk of that is burnout, yeah. right? And so just because of my experience personally with what it's like to feel anxiety and then also in my work and training as a health coach and in the health wellness field, this has become more interesting to me and to really lean into this question. And so it sounds like you're doing this already with asking yourself the question of how can I edit my story? Are there any other things in the seasonal life that you're providing for yourself that's worth reflecting on? Yeah. Am I allowed to continue to talk about story? Absolutely. Yeah. Story is the tool, right? So mm -hmm. some people, I don't know, have other tools that they use to look at life or a lens. So to me, I'm going to keep talking about story because that is the tool that I know how to use yeah. in a bunch of different ways. So the question being, you know, how am I providing for myself? How am I, you know, helping to make sure that I'm not experiencing burnout? is I'd say one of the ways that I'm providing for myself is by implementing a morning routine. So do you have an intentional morning routine? Yeah, so in the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I do. It's waking up early, doing the F3 workout, and then doing the animal chores. And so I've got that. And then I have a little bit of flexibility on Tuesdays and Thursdays where either I'll go for a run when I don't have a broken toe, uh, or I'll use that as a way of sleeping in and catching up on sleep. And then Saturdays would typically be my endurance day. So long run trainings and things like that. It typically revolves around exercise in the morning and reading to the girls devotional, and then either listening to the Bible one year or reading, reading a little bit of scripture. So that tends to be my morning routine. That's cool. Yeah. I love to hear that you have, you know, at least a structure for how you're doing those mornings. General, yeah. So before, I mean, I didn't really, this is something I've implemented more recently and it's a way that I am intentionally providing for myself mm. is by basically setting aside the first hour of the day to really care for myself. 
And so I'm actually using a model called the magic or the miracle morning. Have you heard of this? I think you're going to like it if you have it. Oh, <laughs> I think I saw the documentary. Tell I'm those a, that haven't heard yeah, of this. Yes. I'm, I'm a quick implementer. So I haven't even seen the documentary, right? Yeah. I, I've heard, you don't need to, but came yes. across the concept uh -huh. and the next morning I'm like, let's do this. And I found it to be extremely helpful because what it's helped me really do is every morning reconnect to the idea that I am a character in an important story. The story of my family is important. The story of the bit, my business is important, but really connecting to that mm. versus going through my day, feeling disconnected from myself, kind of just responding to everything happening around me. Mm -hmm. So the morning routine that I'm currently doing, which is based upon this, you know, miracle morning. So I'm sure people can go Google it if they're interested is basically this idea of, different professionals and successful people do different things in the morning. And so this author combined them all together into six pieces. So the first thing that you do is silence. So I'll spend about five minutes drinking coffee in my front living room, just in total silence and kind of taking intentional breathing. And that alone, just being intentional about that has been extremely helpful. Then the next step is to do affirmations. And so there's a series of kind of truths that I believe. So one of those truths is that I actually already have, I have all the time and skills that I need to build the life that I want. Very often I feel like I felt, you know, I, I need more education or I just need more time. And the truth is I actually have all those things that I need to really kind of build out the life that I want. So that's the affirmations component. Then the next piece is visualization. So it's actually closing your eyes and visualizing that. And so Kind of interestingly, one of the things that often pops into my head when I'm visualizing my day is actually how my posture, how I stand and walk places. Picture myself with my shoulders back, standing up tall, not kind of moping, you know, or shrugging through things or even how I'm sitting in meetings. And it's actually changed how I kind of show up for my day because I actually end up doing that. But that's an interesting piece. Then comes what we often will picture, which is some exercise. So. I've been intentionally going and swimming about 30 minutes most mornings of the week. And if I am short on time, I'll do about 15 minutes of yoga. Then the next part, right? And you're like, wow, there's a lot of things. But when you get into the rhythm, it's actually really helpful because at this point, I'm fully awake. Then I do 15 minutes of reading a book, which again, this has been helpful for me because I'm the kind of guy who wants to sit down and I'm only going to read if I've got an hour. So this is teaching me to slowly intake information and kind of work through things and then 15 minutes of writing. So that can look like any sort of writing that you want to do. For me, I've just used this time to intentionally journal. At the end of this morning routine, I can't tell you how different the rest of the day has felt because I've provided for myself that morning by really connecting both to my spirit and being contemplative and reflective about things. My body is awake and I've connected to that part of myself. I can honestly say I've been a much more present and focused husband and parent and business owner since implementing that. I just love that. So thank you for sharing it. And all that is within an hour. And it's amazing to me. I just wanted to say, you know, we have 24 hours and just to yeah. pick one hour to do that, it can be life-changing. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, this just jumps out to me, but I'm like, I spend one hour a day to provide for myself. So I'm actually feel fully available to provide for others. The other 23, mm -hmm. right? 2 a.m. A kid wakes up sick and coughing. This has been really helpful for me to feel like I can show up in all those other hours.
That's awesome. Well, hey, if people want to connect with you or learn about your projects, do you want to direct them any place in particular at this time? Yeah, definitely. If people are interested in kind of the uh, thoughts that I've presented here, there's two ways to do that. One is going to dadfieldguide.com, but I've also started a YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube and search Dad Field Guide, you can go on there and hear me ramble about story, ram- hear me ramble about unlocking the Great. potential in your kids, in your marriage, and in your life. So yeah, people can do that. I can't wait to learn as well. So thanks for giving us just a brief overview. I know there's so much more that we can share. And hey, I'm, I'm open. I get to make the rules for this podcast. So I'm you open do. to having a part two. We can dive into like your amazing story <laughs> of like how you met your wife and recruited her. And that's, that's a way of providing as well. So, but just want to say thank you for the time. Thank you for sharing your expertise. And also like, how are you using your skills to benefit not only your clients, but yourself and your family and now dads. Awesome. Well, thanks for inviting me over. I've enjoyed the coffee and yes, I hope we do a part two. Thank you for listening to this episode. Because we want to provide for even more people, please leave a review. It really helps. And if you want additional resources on providing like Jesus, you can access all of our content, courses, and weekly newsletter for free by creating an account on our website, www.clthomasfellowship.org. That's clthomasfellowship.org. So until next time, keep blessing and protecting others.